Brian and Jen podcast. She is the vibrant, vivacious, voluptuous, and voracious Trump vote vaunting vamp, Jennifer. You always outdo me, but Brian, you know what I really think about you? I thought it was dazzling. I think you are the dazzling, lovable, liberal man of a thousand voices. We call him Brian Whitman, and thanks for joining us on the Brian and Jen podcast. Thank you, Jennifer Horn. And uh, by the way, you, uh, speaking of your beauty, and you know I, the eyes, oh my, Jennifer has the most beautiful eyes. The eyes have it. The hair is, and everything. And Jennifer, by the way, if she's going to the mailbox or if she's going to uh, Europe, she always prepares her look with the fashion and the whole thing. Yeah, I've let it slide a little bit during COVID. (laughs) Okay, well, I'm glad. You know what happened is that they made us work from home for a couple of months, and um, and really things just started to like. I just haven't been able to pick it up as I as I used to. to Yeah, and to say to say they made me work from home is not. Well, they made us because we had COVID. (laughs) Right, we did. We were COVID nineteen, but it wasn't a great sell. Hey, Brian, you have to not leave the house to work. I mean, you could be on your couch, and I said, no, convince me more. It was a helpful suggestion. Hey, guys, maybe you should stay home because you're infectious. That was sort of how it went, I think. I mentioned your fashionista status mm-hmm. because to my ears, to my eyes, it's a podcast, so I said ears first, but to my eyes, the wearing of a mask yeah. hasn't rocked your fashion look. It oh. hasn't hurt your put together fashion beautiful. When you choose a mask, because you're going to have to choose one, because Vice President, El- oh, oh they're going to take me off. Allegedly. Uh, I'm sorry. Is that one? Are those four of the seven dirty words, Vice President? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, masks. We talk about the fashion of it to try to get away from the strangling, terrible feeling about having to put it on. Yeah, I am not into wearing the mask. I, I Look, I will. And uh, by the way, I believe in businesses' rights to dictate who they want to let into their stores or into their establishments. And so if it says to wear a mask, that's exactly what I will do because I'll play by the rules if I want to go to that establishment. But I just there's just have some questions about the mask. I wear them because people tell me to and I just am a rule follower. And by the way, you and I follow the rules. And guess what? COVID twins. We still got it. And uh, so, look, there could be a million reasons. Maybe we let our guard down. What if I had COVID on the inside of my mask? What exactly? What if we? Right. I mean, that could have been one of the things. But I I just I'm kind of tired of the double talk because what we've been hearing and um, look, I'm not quite ready at the time that we're recording this podcast to call Joe Biden the president elect yet because this election needs to be finished. It needs to be certified. And I believe there's still a shot. Maybe it's a slim one that President Trump will be reelected and inaugurated and signed sworn back into office on the 20th. So I think that's a possibility. However, Joe Biden is moving ahead and he's getting together his transition team and he's putting together his advisors. And so it becomes a new story. And his efforts with regard to COVID-19 to battle the pandemic have really have been primary here in these early days where uh, he he just, uh, you know, was announcing his coronavirus group of task force counselors, et cetera, et cetera. All of this happening, Jennifer, uh, by the way. I'm authentic. I'm going to keep talking about COVID-19 and the threat of it and the, and the issues regarding public safety. It's never about uh, you know, uh, pandemics are not about, uh, you know, the person who's the it's not person. 
pandemics can't be personal. Mm -hmm. They are that they impact all of our behaviors, but their wide pandemics are transcontinental across continents. So Joe Biden moving ahead, COVID-19, the mask mandate, although he has not formally said I will issue a mask mandate, it is getting much talked about here. Joe Biden tweeting, of course, just days ago, the tweet said, I know I'm not president until January 20th. Is what Biden wrote. Yeah. But I want to say now, wear a mask. Well, I will tell you that I think there are a couple of questions I have about Biden policies. First of all, he uh, is talking about a mask mandate, which uh, we've talked about on our morning show. We host The Morning Answer in Los Angeles. And I think you know, Brian, how I feel. And that is that a mandate, a law to force anyone to wear anything is unconstitutional. And anyone with the money, the time, the resources to challenge that is going to find themselves a win because the government cannot tell you that you have to wear a mask. That being said, I think Joe Biden actually realizes that. And so he's backed off a national mask mandate and instead trying to talk to governors, convincing them all to kind of come to the table to create similar mandate rules within their state to try to implement a national mask mandate. I think he's got an uphill challenge there. But Maybe more than that or some of the people that he's appointing to or putting around him to fight coronavirus. One of his advisors has said that they want to impose another government shutdown, which would last four to six weeks. And if you want to kill off the economy even more, you do another national shutdown. That's one of the ideas being floated. Another by Zeke Emanuel, the, the brother of Rahm Emanuel, is to send American vaccines globally first so that America doesn't hoard their own progress. Now, I take issue with that for a number of reasons, but primarily because President Trump used U.S. tax dollars to launch Operation Warp Speed to expedite all of this. And dang it, if that's our money, our taxpayer money went into creating these vaccines, we should have the benefit of getting them first. I agree with you. And a different reason primary jumps in my mind because we're the nation in the world with the most COVID-19 cases. So we ought to... uh Help ourselves before we assist uh, those in and around. Around, I mean, you, know, you understand what I, I don't want to be inhumane when I say that. But of course, Americans ought to be. Ta- you said something very important about well, mask mandate, and they're compelling. The government would be under a mandate compelling, and we see it in municipalities where you and I uh, are in Southern California, as I mentioned a moment ago, mandated here in our municipalities to wear them. I was born in 1972. I was not here in America in the 1950s, Mm -hmm. but there is to me in my reading a very interesting comparison contrast that's being drawn between a mask mandate, government saying, hey, you got to wear this, to the 1950s when the government said, hey, we got something for you. It's called a seatbelt and you have to wear it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Buckle up. Beginning in the 1950s to legislate seatbelts, Ralph Nader, the consumer activist, of course, said, and I quote, industry didn't want to bring up the issue of safety. They were selling high performance speed and glamour. Uh, And if we kind of apply that to the potential mandate on a federal level of wearing a mask, I know a seatbelt, you do wear it, it comes around you, it constricts you, it it makes the mass makes me feel smothered. Okay, Seatbelts right. inherently strap you in. And the comparison between telling people they've got to do that in what feels like a very private setting 
is interesting to me. I guess, look, and I'm not a lawyer. I I don't pretend to be one. But I would suspect that there were probably lots of legal challenges about the constitutionality, about requiring seatbelts. But I would guess that it's probably something along the lines of driving a car is not an uh, an alienable, an unalienable right of the Constitution given to people who are born in this country, given to American citizens, right? So I think that you choose to drive a car, then that is probably why they can actually work on making you have insurance state by state or creating state laws that would have safety precautions built into the car. I don't know. You're so smart because I'm looking at a report right now and I'll just quote it because you just said it. I'm pretty Uh, smart, right? Did you you get me on that? You just threw that one at me. I know. know. No, you're you're brilliant because here's what it says. By the 80s, uh, the fight was no longer so much about whether seatbelts worked and apply masks. I mean, scientists and doctors are going to tell you that that they help you out. It doesn't mean you can't get it. Back to seatbelts. They work, but the evidence was clear that it was a personal freedom issue, whether or not mm-hmm. to put on a – it's my car. If I want to – heaven forbid, if I want to fly through that windshield because I don't put a seatbelt on, let me make that decision. I mean, really, I mean, that's really true. I mean, yeah. folks would say, okay, you have the evidence. It makes me safer. Guess what? I don't want to wear it. And the seatbelt, the mask, I think at this point those nouns are interchangeable in well, the discussion about freedom. I would just take it one step further. Okay, so – um, I just read a report that Diet Coke is really bad for you. If you have more than four ounces of Diet Coke a day, it's really bad for you. We already know Coca-Cola is bad for you. It, it ups your chance at right. Alzheimer's. It ups your chance at Diabetes, stroke and this, heart right? disease and all of this. So uh, I guess in that same vein, if scientists can prove that Coke or Diet Coke is bad for us, then uh, anybody who is not is drinking a Coke or a Diet Coke should be given a $300 ticket. Now, how would you feel about that, women? No, I just – it happens sometimes on our radio broadcast, sometimes on the podcast. I just changed my mind. See? No, I did. You know why? Because it's your stomach. No, no, actually, with the seatbelts and all, if you don't wear a seat – if I don't wear a seatbelt, I will hurt me. Right. But if you don't wear a mask, it's public safety, the safety of others. That is obviously the difference why uh, I must – of course. So I take back what I said. If I don't wear a mask, I would put the people around me in danger. If I, I, I if I fly through my windshield, it's not like I'm a bullet flying through the air. I'm going to knock other people over. And look, I think – and I wear the mask. It's not like I go out there and I, and I don't. I mean you see me. You know me and you know my routine and I, and I wear a mask. I just think people would be – if there was a more consistent message – I think that I would probably be more on board with something like this because what I'm hearing from a Biden administration, a potential Biden administration, is that we have to have a mask mandate and we have to shut down the government four to six weeks. Now, we live in the state of California. Our state has already been shut down. We already have a mask mandate in place and people are still getting sick. The cases are still spiking. In 49 states, they're going up as of the time we brought. So if you're going to impart personal discomfort, economic discomfort, um, mental duress, then then tell me for for the greater good, what are we doing to solve that? And I don't believe that anybody can say that one thing has led to the other. Look, if we would open up the economy fully, but we all had to wear a mask, I'd actually be happier with that. It's the fact that we have to wear a mask, everything has to be shut down, yet people are still getting sick, and their answer is that we need more of this. My okay, answer- well, we have it, and you're already seeing that it's not fixing things. Yeah, my answer, I guess, with regard to the issue you're raising is I would just do one thing on the Brian and Jen pot. I would switch out the word discomfort that you used, and I would substitute it for safety. 
I mean, illness. We're not talking really about discomfort. We're talking about people getting Same thing, sick. though. I mean, not it, really. Not the, really. But, I'm, I'm, I'm uncomfortable if I go in a room and everybody has to be quiet in the library. I'm not uncomfortable if I have a fever and I'm but put your put put your word in the argument is still the same if the government right now and let's just take California where we live is kind of the microcosm we have had for the last nine months the governor telling us wear masks and he has had us in various stages of shutdown for the last nine months okay the the cases are still spiking the cases are still going up now in California right so then my question is if we have been doing this for nine months and the cases are still going up why is Governor Gavin Newsom's answer to this problem more masks and more shutdowns because they are not working so I would say this if you think that the masks are what is the difference maker and there are a lot of people who do let the economy open up let people go about their life protect the most vulnerable require masks if you want to in businesses and in restaurants if you want to go Go out and about. And let's move ahead with that because I will tell you, I don't think the numbers would shift significantly. Last word on that is uh, to the lovely Jennifer Horn. So lovely, by oh, the way. Thanks. So- and, you know, if you like this podcast, you should rate it. And if you want to follow us on Twitter uh, or, by the way, at Parlor for Me, we're going to get Brian there at Jennifer Horn or Jennifer Horn Radio on Facebook and Instagram. And you, my friend, are Brian David Whitman everywhere. I'm Brian Whitman on Twitter, unless oh, I'm thought, not. I oh, haven't checked. You're Brian Whitman on Twitter. Brian David Whitman on Facebook, though, right? I'm Brian David Whitman in real life. My mom said, call and him I Brian And I call you da- that when you're in trouble. When I'm in trouble. Brian David Whitman, you turn that microphone off and you stop that behavior. And rate uh, our podcast. Share it. Tell please. people about it. We would love it. And thank you at Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Of course, home base for us is sebgorka.com. This is the Brian and Jen Podcast. It's my-